If you'd like to spend some time with real people with a real heart for God, we welcome you to visit us at Harvest Church in Alexandria, Virginia. Our Sunday morning services are held at 1030, and our Family Night Fellowship takes place on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Come experience God's awesome, life-changing power as we worship in His presence, fellowship with one another, commit to discipleship, and share God's love through evangelism. For more information or directions, visit HarvestNova.com. That's HarvestNova.com. Colossians chapter 1. I want to share um, some thoughts with you uh, relative to beginning of this brand new year. I want to read beginning in verse number 9. Paul writes to the Colossian church. He says, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the kingdom of light. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. The title of my message today is A New Year's Prayer. A New Year's Prayer. Paul said, uh, since the day we heard about you, he and his ministerial colleagues, he said, we have not stopped praying for you. There's power in prayer, amen? Is that still true in 2023? I believe it is. And so I want to share with you this uh, prayer. You know, my wife and I, uh, and the other leaders here in the church, we, we love you and consider you our church family, and we pray for you. And uh, I want to share this prayer that Paul prayed for the Colossian Christians. I believe it's, it's an appropriate prayer for, for all of us, amen, as we start this brand new year. Um, and, and so I pray that God will grant us the request of our hearts as we delight ourselves in him. So Let's look at this New Year's prayer. It's a prayer, I believe, for three things. Uh, three things that we want to see God do in our lives. The uh, first part of the prayer is that it was a prayer for perception. A prayer for perception. We know what perception is. Perception is our understanding, our, our seeing and understanding the things around us. Um, and uh, there's a saying in advertising, perception is everything, you know? Um, what people perceive uh, to them is reality, right? And so uh, sometimes our perception can be skewed. Our perception can be skewed, and so what, when we pray for perception, we pray for divine direction, because you ever look back on a poor decision and say, what was I thinking? You ever do that? We don't want to admit it, do we? <laughs> but we make poor decisions sometimes because our perception is skewed. So we need divine perception. We need to see things as God would have us to see things. Amen? Amen. So Paul's prayer for the Colossians and our prayer for us today for perception is for perception of two things. First of all, perception of the will of God. 
He said in verse 9, asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will. I believe not only at the beginning of a year, but every uh, period of our lives, the will of God is supremely important, don't you? Amen? And, and there are two aspects to the will of God. There is the general will of God that, that God has for all of us. Uh, you know, all of us, his will for all of us is to be saved, amen? To be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. His will for all of us is to live holy and righteous lives, amen? Lives consistent with our new life in Christ. His will for all of us is to share our faith, amen? Amen? And his will for all of us is to do good unto others, to love one another as he loves us. But in addition to the general will of God, I believe there's a specific will of God. God has a specific will for your life that may be a bit different from his will for my life. Because all of us live in unique situations, even unique from the people we may live in the same house with. You know, there's certainly some overlap, but all of us have a unique sphere in life. We have a unique set of acquaintances, a unique set of circumstances to our lives. And so God has a specific will for you and me. His will encompasses many things. Who we marry, how we raise our kids, where we worship, where we live, how we spend our money. Amen? Do you believe God cares how we spend our money? And so, uh, Paul prayed that the Colossians would understand God's will for their lives. I've said this before, but it's amazing to me how often Christians, born-again Christians, will make major life decisions and, and never make it a matter of prayer. Never consider what God's will might be. And some of these decisions I mentioned, who, who, you, who one marries, for example... I believe God cares about the person we unite ourselves with for life, don't you? He said, in one place, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I believe, I, I mentioned our finances. You know, sometimes we want things so badly, we convince ourselves that it's God's will for us. For no greater reason than we just want it. We want to buy that big huge house with that huge mortgage that we're going to have trouble to pay every month and that's going to going to set us back financially but we go ahead with it because we want it never thinking what might God's will be for our lives now I'm not against buying a big house and God blesses you and you can afford it and it's his will for you go ahead God bless you but you understand what I'm saying God cares about these things God cares about our relationships, who we, who we identify with, who we associate with. The Bible says bad company corrupts good character. And many God-fearing, Bible-believing Christians have been derailed in their spiritual life because they become uh, too uh, connected uh, with, with uh, folks in the world, unbelievers, who, who influence them negatively. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't associate with, with unbelievers. We do that, we can't win anybody to the Lord. But I, I, I've always said a good rule of thumb is we need to evaluate in the relationship between ourselves and unbelievers who's doing the influencing. Right? If I find my, my, my walk with God slipping and my standards slipping because of my relationship with someone else, I have to conclude, 
hey, they're doing the influencing. This is not a good relationship. And what might God's will be about that? So, so uh, we pray for a perception of God's will. And that's my prayer for, for this church body. That in everything we do, we would have a sense of divine ownership, a, a sense of being uh, led by the Holy Spirit, saying, God, what is your will for me in this? Maybe there's a new job offer. You know, one of the hardest things is to be without, without work and be looking for a job. Sometimes it's really hard to have two or three options, too. Right? Well, Pastor Tim, that's easy. Just whichever one pays the most, you just take that one. Is that right? Not necessarily. Because that may not be what God has for me or for you. So God, do you, do you want me to accept this promotion or, or take this job offer? Do you want me to do, what, what would you have me to do? Uh, you know, where should we worship? You know, I, I've said this, people in our day and age, people uh, change churches like they change shoes. Frequently. You know, and listen, there are times God leads, leads us to different places uh, to, to worship. But I think that's something that we should be, again, led by the Holy Spirit about. Amen. And not just our whims. And so God's will for our lives, that we would have knowledge of God's will. The second thing Paul prayed for in regard to perception for them is that they would have perception of the word of God. In verse 10, he says, growing in the knowledge of God. Uh, the best way to grow in the knowledge of God is to understand his holy word. Amen. You know, this is a brand new year and uh, the beginning of the year. And one of the things I always try and encourage folks to do, and we've done it many, many times through, through the years, uh, is encourage folks to read the Bible every day. And, and there, there's not one way to do it. Okay, I personally, I read through the Bible every year. Uh, I, I use the one-year Bible. It has sections of the Bible broken up into daily readings. And uh, after 365 days, I read through the whole Bible. That's certainly one way to do it. There are various reading plans. You can find them on the Internet. You know, just you don't have to have the one-year Bible. You can follow and just read certain portions. Or you may take a book of the Bible and make that your focus for a year. Or, or do character studies. But, but however you do it, I want to encourage you in 2023. You say, Pastor Tim, I've heard this before. Yeah, well, you're going to hear it again. You'll probably hear it in 2024, too. <laughs> One year advance preview. Because it's so important. You know? People talk about getting into the Word. I think it's, it's really important for the Word to get into us. And I can't tell you how many times I've been in a difficult situation uh, when, a, when, a, when a scripture, a, a, a scripture verse or passage or a principle has come to my mind and informed me how I should act or what I should say in a given situation or what kind of decision I should make. Uh, you know, we want to know the will of God. The first place to start is what does the word of God say? See, I don't have to consult the Word of God about, uh, you know, I don't have to pray about whether or not I should cheat on my income tax. You know what I'm saying? The Bible talks about honesty. You know, I, 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 don't, I don't have to, to, you know, wonder if it's okay to have hatred and bitterness in my heart, because the Bible talks about that. Okay? Um, you know, we, we, we don't have to pray about, about you know, 
whether or not you know, premarital sex is okay if you, lo if you love each other. We hear that, don't we? Or, or, or other forms of sexual perversion. We don't have to pray about it. We don't have to wonder about it. We just have to consult our, our manual for life, the, the Word of God. So that's the best place to start. Let me encourage you. They say it takes 21 days to form a new habit. If you're not in the habit of reading God's word daily, let me encourage you. T -t -today's, today's the first day of the year. You can make a, a fresh start and give God five minutes a day. If, 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 if you're not in the habit of regularly praying and, and reading his word, can you, can, 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 is there any one of us who can't spare five minutes in a day? to read a passage of scripture and to talk to our Heavenly Father. Let me tell you, if that's not something you've done, and, and five is a starting place, I, you know, 10, 15, half hour, hour, whatever, whatever you can do. May, you know, if you're in the habit of doing it, maybe, maybe consider increasing it a little bit. But the point is, it, 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 it's, it's better to do something than none. Say, Pastor Tim, this is, you know, this is, this is 2023. I, I really wanted you to come out with some new slam bang, you know, thing that's going to excite me for a brand new year. You're telling us the same old stuff. Well, I'm sorry. I'm not creative enough to come up with something that exciting on my own. I'll just full, full disclosure. But I, 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 I will share with you what the Word of God says. That's what I know to do. And that's, that's true in 2023, and it, as I said, it'll be true in 2024, and you know, however long God allows me to do this. So we need to get into the Word of God so that we would have perception of the will of God for our lives and the word of God uh, uh, as we absorb it and read it. And, uh, you know, someone uh, once said, you know, well, you know, I've, I've heard uh, a bunch of sermons and I've, I've read the different scriptures in the word of God and I can't remember them all. I don't know if they're doing me any good. And the person replied and they said, well, you know, uh, my wife and I have been married for 40 years, and she's cooked me a lot of meals. I don't remember what, what many of them are, but they're still with me, you know? They still, do, they still do me a lot of good. They've kept me alive this long. And that's how the Word of God is. It's, it's our spiritual nourishment, amen? So uh, my, our prayer for you is in this new year is that you would have a perception of God's will for your life, His direction for your life, and a, a perception of his word and the principles of God's word. What's the second part of this New Year's prayer? It's a prayer for prosperity. Prosperity. Verse 10, we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, way bearing fruit in every good work, uh, growing in the knowledge of God. There are, again, two areas here uh, in which Paul prayed for their prosperity. First of all, he prayed for prosperity in your walk, in your walk, that you may live a life worthy of the Lord. The, the walk in Scripture is always symbolic of lifestyle. Our walk is how we generally live, okay? And so prosperity in our walk, that's, that's not prosperity that, that you would, you know, win the lottery, you know, or become a millionaire or a billionaire, uh, nothing wrong with that if God blesses you that way. But that's not what this is about. It's about prosperity in your walk, that you would draw closer to God, that you would become prosperous. Have you ever been around people? I know you have. 
if you've been in the church or been, been around for a while, you've been around people, they just, they just ooze the presence of God. You know what I'm talking about? Not, not, not sanctimoniously, not self-righteously, they're not proud, they're not boastful. You, you just, you're around them. You can tell this person spends time in prayer. This, this, this person has a deep relationship with God. You ever know anyone like that? Can you think of someone like that? That's a person who is prospering in their walk with God. You know, we put so much emphasis, and, and the church is not immune from this, so much emphasis on the accumulation of wealth and, and, and earthly things, uh, and, and, and we, we put too little emphasis on prospering in our walk, in our relationship with God, that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way. Do you know not everything that isn't sin is necessarily something we should do. I'll say that again. There are some things that aren't sin, but they aren't necessarily things we should be involved in. Hebrews 12 says, lay aside every sin. Okay, we know we need to lay aside sin. And it says every weight that so easily besets us. What does that mean? That means there are things in your walk with God that may be okay for you, but they're not okay for me. Are they sin? No, not necessarily. But they could be a hindrance to what God wants to do in my life. And there can be things that may be okay for me, but, but they're not something you should be involved in. Why? Because it will hinder what God wants to do in your life. Uh, years ago, we, uh, my wife and I had the privilege to go out to Tommy Barnett's pastor's school. Pa he's pastor of the great uh, church out in Phoenix, uh, First Assembly of God. And I heard him say one time, he said, you know, pastor's big, successful church influence around the world. He said, you know, I, I came to a point in my life where I decided I had to stop playing golf. And he said, there's nothing wrong with playing golf. He said, but it was too big. It was too big of a, a pursuit for me. It became too much, and it was hindering what God wanted to do in my life. He said, so I just had to cut it out. He didn't say, therefore, no one should ever play golf. He just said, that's, that's for me. So our prayer is that we may prosper in our walk, that 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 the things of God and pleasing God will become more important than any pursuit on this earth. I think that's a worthy goal for 2023, don't you? Prosperous in your walk, live a life worthy of the Lord and please Him in every way. And then secondly, uh, His prayer for prosperity was for prosperity in your work. Verse 10, bearing fruit in every good work. What is Fruit. Well, we know fruit is something that is produced, right? An apple tree produces apples. A peach tree produces... Boy, you guys are really sharp. <laughs> we produce what we are. Bearing fruit in every good work. You know, we've... We have a habit, we human beings, of taking the good doctrine of Scripture and just kind of twisting it uh, till, it, till it, it, it doesn't resemble its original intended purpose. For, for this notion of good works, 
You know, Paul made it very, very clear. We're not saved by our works. Amen? Aren't you thankful for that? Amen? We're saved by grace through faith, not of, not of works. Let us any man should boast, Paul said in Ephesians chapter 2. I'm thankful for that, that I don't have to work uh, a, a, you know, a certain amount and accomplish a certain amount to be saved. But some have taken that to say works are unimportant. And, 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 and that, that is an ex, a, extreme that's unbiblical. Our works are important, are very important. Matter of fact, we're not saved by our works, we're saved to do good works. The Bible says in the Gospels that Jesus went about doing good. We're called to do good works. Any, anywhere and everywhere we can. If there's somebody down and we can lift them up, lift them up. If, 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 if there's, if there's a, a chance to share the gospel, share the gospel. A ch chance to do something, uh, a, a kind act, anonymously, even better. Let's do it. Let, let, look for ways to do good works. And he said, bearing fruit in every good work. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, Therefore, my brothers, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And uh, 3 John 1, 2, in the New American Standard Bible says, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. So uh, we should, we should, go, we should go ha have it as a priority to go about doing good. Who can I minister to? Who can I do good to, for? What can I do that can, will, will accomplish something for, for the word of God, for the work of God? And so uh, Paul's prayer for prosperity for the church at Colossae was, was not a prayer for the accumulation of material wealth. It was a prayer for prosperity in their walk, that they would please God in every way, and prosperity in their work, that they would bear fruit. Uh, you know, there, there's, a, there's a saying, it's become cliched, uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You've heard that. But there's truth in that. Uh, and, and, and so it's, it's amazing what good works done in the name of the Lord. The Bible talks about giving a cup of cold water in Jesus' name. It's amazing what good works uh, done in Jesus' name will accomplish for the kingdom of God. How many know, know what I'm talking about this morning? So uh, it's, it's a prayer for, um, for prosperity, for uh, perception, a prayer for prosperity. Thirdly, a New Year's prayer is a prayer for power. Verse 11 says, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father. The Colossians needed the power of God in their lives and their ministry, and so do you and I. You know, there's a, there's a limitation to what we can accomplish in our own power. Would you agree with that? I hope so, because it's true. Limitation. So we need God's power. Remember in, in, uh, in his Corinthian epistles, Paul said, he said to the Corinthians, he said, when I came to you, he said, I came... To, it, to you, I spoke to you with fear and trembling. Can you imagine that? The great apostle Paul. I came to you in fear and trembling. Well, Paul was saying, hey, you know, I, man, I'm, I, I recognize my weakness. But, you, but, but then he said, but I came to you with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. 
He's saying, I, I came in personal weakness, but I ministered to you in power because it was the Spirit's power, not mine. So this third part of the New Year's prayer is a prayer for power. First of all, it's power to endure. He says in verse 11, so that you may have great endurance. You know, life is hard sometimes. Amen? Life is hard. Remember when COVID hit a little less than three years ago? We thought, well, this will be over in about six weeks. And then it became six months. 2021 came. Well, thank God 2020 is over. Yeah, but we didn't know 20, what 2021 would bring, did we? And 2022 wasn't much different. And, and it, life gets hard sometimes. But you know where our endurance comes from? It comes from above. Listen, God never, pro you know this, God never promised that we wouldn't have struggles, that we wouldn't have difficulties, that we wouldn't have uh, pain to, uh, to deal with. But he did promise us the power to endure. Where does your help come from? Where does your strength come from today? You know, we can grit our teeth and grin and bear it and try and muscle our way through, but that only gets us through so far. How many have found that to be true? Our, our strength gives out. We become weary, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We become weary. That's why Isaiah said, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. It comes from waiting on the Lord. It comes from drawing on His strength. And you may be here today or watching online and you may say, Pastor Tim, it's all well and good that you're talking about a fresh start and it's a brand new year and it's a clean slate. But let me tell you, when I woke up this morning on this, in this brand new year, I had the same old problems. I had the same old issues. I had the same old challenges, the same old dilemmas. Uh, that, all that may be true, but I'm here to tell you, we still serve the same God in 2023. Hallelujah. And he said he will give us strength to endure. He will give us strength to get through. Where are you drawing your strength from today? Draw your strength from the Lord. Wait on Him. Sit in His presence. Dwell with Him. Call upon Him. He said, I will hear you when you call upon me. He will give you strength to endure. I don't know what your challenge or your challenges are, but I do know this, that God is up to every one of them today. That was true in 2022, and it's true in 2023. Hallelujah. You may have the same old challenges and same old issues, but the same God is there and willing and able to help you to endure. And I'm not a prophet, but I make this prediction. If you will trust in God and you will say, God, I don't have the strength to make it through this issue, this problem, this challenge, this dilemma to get over this mountain. But Lord, I'm going to trust in you. And Lord, I don't know how, I don't understand it, but God, you're going to bring me through. I will tell you this, I don't know how long it'll take, but God will bring you through that challenge and you'll look back and you'll say, I couldn't have done it without the Lord, but the Lord was with me. He didn't fail me. He brought me through. Hallelujah. Because he's where my strength comes from. Hallelujah. Prayer for strength to endure. And secondly, a prayer for power to enjoy. Verses 11 and 12, joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Pastor Tim, you, 
Okay, now, now you're telling me we can endure our troubles, but now, now, you're gonna, now you're really stretching it. You're going to say we can do so joyfully? The, Pastor Tim, do you not know what's going on in the world? Well, I know that what's going on in the world, and I'm the same as you, it can affect my happiness. How many are happy 24-7 all the time? Okay, nobody. I, if somebody raised their hand, I was going to say, you come up here and teach, because you, 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 you found something I haven't found. Nobody's happy all the time. You know this. It's, it, this is simple. This is Christianity 101. Our happiness comes from our circumstances. Or our lack of happiness comes from our negative circumstances. None of us are happy all the time. We're happy with, you know, a lot of people were happy a week ago today when they, they opened their Christmas presents. You know, but, but, but you know, the, the, the happiness from, from that kind of fades after a while. But joy comes from deep within. It comes from a relationship with the living God. Joyfully giving thanks to the Father. And I guarantee you, if you and I look at things properly, even in the midst of struggle, we can joyfully give thanks to the Father. On this first day of a brand new year, how many can honestly say, Pastor Tim, I, I, I have a joy within. I have much to be thankful for. I, I, I have a lot to praise God for. God's been good to me. God's been faithful to me. Hallelujah. And we just focus on the earthly and we forget to lift our eyes up. So this prayer is for power to endure the difficulties of life and power to enjoy the, the, the blessings we have in Almighty God. As we conclude this service, I want to ask you to do something for me. Will you do this? Can we all just get up out of our seats? And come and just, just gather here around the altar for a minute. Can we do that? Pastor Tim, you're making me get up out of my comfort zone. It's, it, it's New Year's Day. Indulge your pastor. You can stand. You can sit in the front pew. The praise team's going to come up in just a minute. I want to share this prayer with you. That I came across. I want you to hear this. Get this in your spirit. If you don't get it all, you can go back on the, on the live stream video on Facebook or YouTube and, and, and listen to it again. Dear God, thank you that you make all things new. Thank you for all that you've allowed into our lives this past year. The good along with the hard things which have reminded us how much we need you and rely on your presence filling us every single day. We pray for your spirit to lead us each step of this new year. We ask that you will guide our decisions and turn our hearts to deeply desire you above all else. We ask that you will open doors needing to be opened and close the ones needing to be shut tight. We ask that you would help us release our grip on the things to which you've said no, not yet, or wait. 
We ask for help to pursue you first above every dream and desire you've put within our hearts. We ask for your wisdom, for your strength and power to be constantly present within us. We pray you would make us strong and courageous for the road ahead. Give us ability beyond what we feel able. Let your gifts flow freely through us so that you would be honored by our lives and others would be drawn to you. We pray that you'd keep us far from the snares and traps of temptations, that you would whisper in our ear when we need to run and whisper in our heart when we need to stand our ground. We pray for your protection over our families and friends. We ask for your hand to cover us and keep us distanced from the evil intent of the enemy, that you would be a barrier to surround us, that we'd be safe in your hands. We pray that you would give us discernment and insight beyond our years to understand your will, hear your voice, and know your ways. We ask that you would keep our footsteps firm on solid ground, helping us to be consistent and faithful. Give us supernatural endurance to stay the course, not swerving to the right or to the left or being too easily distracted by other things that would seek to call us away from a close walk with you. Forgive us for the times we have worked so hard to be self-sufficient, forgetting our need for you, living independent of your spirit. Forgive us for letting fear and worry control our minds and for allowing pride and selfishness to wreak havoc over our lives. Forgive us for not following your ways and for living distant from your presence. We confess our need for you, fresh, new, again. We ask that you make all things new in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives for this coming year. We pray for your refreshing over us. Keep your words of truth planted firm within us. Help us to keep focused on what is pure, and right. Give us the power to be obedient to your word. And when the enemy reminds us where we have been, hissing his lies and attacks our way, we trust that your voice speaks louder and stronger as you remind us we are safe with you and your purposes and plans will not fail. We ask that you will be our defense and rear guard, keeping our way clear, removing the obstacles and covering the pitfalls. Lord, lead us on your level ground. We ask that you would provide for our needs. We ask for your grace and favor. We pray for your blessings to cover us. We pray that you would help us to prosper and make every plan that you have birthed in our heart to succeed. We pray that others would take notice of your goodness and could not help but say, these are the ones the Lord has blessed. Help us to be known as great givers. Help us to be generous and kind. Help us to look to the needs of others and not be consumed only by our own. May we be lovers of truth. May the fruits of your spirit be evident in our lives. Your love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Shine your light in us, through us, over us. May we make a difference in this world for your glory and purposes. Set your way before us. May all your plans succeed. May we reflect your peace and hope to a world that so desperately needs your presence and healing. To you be glory and honor in this new year and forever.